0: scoring options for the capitals your locked on capitals your daily podcast on the washington capitals part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218 you can find the show on Twitter it's at locked on caps and the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to locked on capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below I would love to talk capitals hockey with you one-on-one and we can do that on subtext just check the show description for more details today's episode is brought to you by gametime download the game time app create an account and use code locked on for twenty dollars Off your first purchase. So, in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the thoughts surrounding the Capitals. I know that oftentimes it can kind of be doom and gloom. They'll win a few games and then they'll lose a few games, but ultimately the caps aren't in nearly as bad condition as a lot of people talk about. And I'll talk about Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick's thoughts on the Capitals from the 32 Thoughts podcast. A little bit later we will talk about how this Capitals team is looking for a scoring forward. Is Max Patch ready the missing piece the Capitals were looking for, but just to get it going here, we're going to talk about a profile of Ethan Frank. Uh one of the things and if you're an everyday of the show, you know I talk about that Brian McClellan said that he was going to go out and sign that big name, top six scoring forward. But if that doesn't happen, what options do the Capitals have internally? There's not a game until Thursday, so I'm going to profile some players that I think the Capitals already have within the organization that could help bolster the team in their effort of scoring more goals. Um, As we know, the last game that they played against the Kings pretty good game. There was some pushback there. The Capitals were behind. They got back in it. That's what I like, a fight. You know, you're not necessarily knocking it out of the park every game, even though that would be pretty good. But for the Capitals to have, you know, to have to struggle to get back in the game, give up a lead, fight back to get it, and then pick up a big win, uh, that is a big thing for the Capitals. So the last game in particular against the Kings, that was a true test. Uh, of this caps team willing to win games. But if you take if you want to rewind the tape a little bit more, you take a look at the game against Carolina and the game against New Jersey. Those are ones that you kind of want to forget. So do the Capitals have options internally to help in the goal scoring department in this particular episode I'm going to talk about Ethan Frank I know that the Capitals' uh, Dubay is actually even doing better uh, than Ethan Frank is this year, and I will talk about him in an upcoming episode. But in today's episode in particular, I'm going to talk about Ethan Frank and why not give him an opportunity. We know that this team wants to get younger. It wants to get faster. We have seen on full display that this team is old, the second oldest team roster-wise in all of the NHL, and oftentimes they are getting outworked because they're too slow, they're too old, they're not creating enough opportunities. Well, the slow part would be fixed in an instant. If Ethan Frank was on this team, if you want to rewind time a little bit to last year, at the AHL All-Star Game Skills Competition, he was breaking records out there. Uh, He would definitely fix what ails uh, the Capitals in the speed department, not to mention that he has a pretty good Goal scoring touch as well. But taking a look at Ethan Frank, uh, he can play center and right wing this year in particular in 36 games, 14 goals, 14 assists. That's good for 11th in the AHL. Again, I think uh, a player that deserves a longer look uh, for the Capitals. Um, We know that they need goal scoring, and oftentimes we take a look at Dylan Strom, we take a look at Tom Wilson, and then we talk about how Alex Ovechkin is behind projection when we potentially have players internally that could fix what ails this team. Take a look at last season for Ethan Frank, 30 goals, 19 assists. Not too bad. if uh, you know, if if it was up to me and the capitals continue to struggle, uh, I hope that they don't. But and even if they don't struggle, I think that, you know, you want to make good. Uh, and give some of these young players an opportunity uh, because they are, you know, not on the outside looking in, but they kind of are, uh, that they are not in a position uh, to be a lock for making it into the playoffs this year. So if they need that missing ingredient, potentially could they have it in Hershey and a player like Ethan Frank? Potentially. Uh, taking a look at his deal, Ethan Frank's salary is 775000 in his cap hit. Is seven hundred and seventy-five thousand for the 23-24 season. He is 25 years old, center who was born on February 5th, 1998. He has signed a one, uh, excuse me, a one-year contract worth a total value of seven hundred and seventy-five thousand. He will be an RFA at the end of the 23-24 season when he is 26 years old. But to kind of you know look at that contract a little bit closer. Excuse me, it is a two-way deal for 775000 on the big team, $205,000 uh, playing for AHL in the 23-24 uh, season. Um, that uh, was via cap friendly. Um, so, you know, it is a player that they have on the cheap and a tremendous upside. We know he can score goals. Uh, just taking a look at the so far this season in 36 game, 14 goals, 14 assists. Could the Capitals use something like that? Yes. What is one of the things that happens to the Capitals? They get outworked because the other team is that much quicker. Uh, if you want to take a look back here recently, uh, what comes to mind, what kind of really stood out is New Jersey, New Jersey. From what I noticed, is an extremely fast team. How great would it be if they had a really fast scoring forward like Ethan Frank internally and they don't have to trade anyone? Win, win, win. If it works, that's a big thing. Uh, Taking a look at it, Frank was a free agent signing by Capitals Director of Player Recruitment Danny Brooks, who has also successfully recruited and signed undrafted college free agents Joel Snively, Bobby Nardella, and Clay Stevenson. Um, So he definitely has an eye, and I think that he had an eye for Ethan Frank. Um, And for me, you know, you take a look at it, he can play center, he can play wing. You take a look at Evgeny Kuznetsov, who has been a bit questionable, not even questionable. It's been pretty negative, I'm going to go ahead and say, that why waste so much time with someone like Evgeny Kuznetsov, who has kind of said he wants to be here, he doesn't want to be here. I could be the greatest player in the NHL if I want to be. We haven't really seen evidence of that. When there is a player that potentially, uh, ostensibly, uh, they could have down in their own organization playing in the American Hockey League, the league that would be just jumping at the opportunity. It would fix one of the biggest things that is a knock on this team: is that they're slow. Uh, To reiterate, Frank uh, last season broke records at the AHL All-Star Game Skills Competition. I think uh, that would be interesting. Ethan Frank set a new record in the fastest skater event at the AHL All-Star Competition, becoming the first player in league history to break the 13-second mark. Wow, I would like to see more of that in real time on the big team in the NHL. Frank rounded the ice in a, sun, in a stunning 12.915 seconds, smashing the previous record held by Anthony Greco, who set the pace for 13.251 seconds in 2019. And Ethan Frank, boom, smashed it. I want to see more of that. Capitals fans do not want to see more of that. I hate when people say it's old, they're slow. All of a sudden, guess what? You put the roadrunner on the team that would be just flying down the ice. I want to see a whole lot more of that. And I think is an untapped talent, you know, so that's what I'm talking about. Um, You know, I know that there's risks and all that kind of thing with having a guy that's kind of an unproven commodity in the NHL, but I think it would be worthwhile to take a look at him to see what he has. I know he's playing a huge role uh, for the Bears and, you know, you take a look back at what he did last season in their push for the Calder Cup. Uh, that I understand that that would be a big piece that they would be missing. But just let's take a look what he did in the Calder Cup. Uh, 16 games played, two goals, four assists, uh, six points. Uh, and he is another one of the players, I'm sure, that has the swagger that comes with winning a Calder Cup. You know, that's that's a big thing. Um, and I think that, you know, he's shown improvement. Uh, and it wasn't just a flash in the pan as this season through 36 games, 46, excuse me, 14 goals 14 assists. There's not a lot to not like about uh, Ethan Frank. So for me, you know, before we saying, you know, there's not a trade that we can make. There's no one, you know, Brian McClellan going, I did what I could do, but there was no trade partners. It's nonsense. You have someone internally that's cheap that you don't have to trade for. What are we waiting for? And I'm going to highlight some different players here as it's going to be some time before the next game. But for me, I think that Ethan Frank deserves a look. Who comes out of the lineup? Kuznetsov, if you ask me. He could come out of the lineup. Um, you know, I think that, you know, you take a look at the other players on the team and they're doing a job, a good job out there at the center position. Strom and Dowd, you know, those guys, I don't think, I don't think there's any risk of, you know, pulling them out. Um, But what I'm saying is, you know, for a player that necessarily doesn't want to be here, it seems like, or just, you know, kind of is hot under the collar, a guy like Evgeny Kuznetsov, why not? you know, um, or he can play at a wing position, you know, take a look at that. Is there a player that is playing in a wing position where he could be integrated in? Would he be an upgrade there? Um, that Those are all things to take in a look at here. But just a great thing, again, to highlight 36 games played, 14 goals, 14 assists, 28 points and six PIM minutes. Um, for me, uh, again, depending on how the Capitals do here in the next stretch of games, say they don't play that well. I hope they do play really well, but in the event that they don't, I think that now is the time to start introducing more young talent. We're head- heading, we're trending in the right direction. Well, we've seen the integration of Connor McMichael and Hendricks LaPierre. We've seen glimpses of Ivan Um, We've seen Beck Malenstein on the team. That it's finally they're making steps for the first time that they've talked about for the longest time. But I want to see more of it. I want to see more of like a Dubé. I want to see an Ethan Frank that they're, you know, it's uh, if you take a look at it and if you're not aware, you know, as Capitals fans, maybe you're just totally caps centric. The Hershey Bears are absolutely knocking it out of the park. I, I think to a certain extent, the big team, the Capitals could learn a few lessons from their AHL affiliate Hershey Bears as they are absolutely destroying it. Um, so there is, you know, given the fact of that they're destroying it, why not get a look at some of this uh, talent that's down in Hershey that's making the Hershey Bears so good? That is my assessment anyway. All right, so coming up here after the breaks is Max Pacioretty, the missing piece that the Capitals were looking for. You know, he is a player that came here last summer, and we waited quite some time to see what he had in the tank. Was he worth the wait? I'll talk about that Next. Well, regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And let me tell you something, guys, the commander season's not going quite the way that we had hoped for. The Ravens pretty good but say you're not into that into the game say you're just kind of a meh fan of the nfl open the fan app it makes watching the games that much more exciting when you have a little bit of money on it the app is so easy to use and there's so many different ways to bet like same game parlays find bets in the new parlay explore tab make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays and more so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Don has launched the first ever national sports 24/7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24/7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24/7. Streaming channel. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So Max Pacioretty was one of the players that was picked up last summer. Um, and he was a piece that was seen as, you know, a, a scoring piece, a forward that historically has done great things. Six times in his career, he scored 30 goals. All of that, a long, great career with the Montreal Canadiens, uh, his big time that he had out with the Golden Knights. Uh, he has quite an extensive history of doing great things in the National Hockey League. And the Capitals were able to get him cheaply, two million plus two million in incentives. And, but the, there's you know there's the downside. There are things that are worrisome. In back-to-back seasons, he had Achilles issues, but we have to put all of that negativity in the rear view and not pay attention to it, because what we saw is Max Pacioretty, in his short time playing on the big team, the Capitals, he is impressing. And uh, he also made an, an emotional speech uh, after the game that I think endeared him to Capitals fans, uh, to his fellow teammates, the coaches, Kind of speaking volumes of who he is as a man and who he is as a player. And could Max Patch Ready be the missing piece the Capitals were looking for? And some people are saying, Dan, Max Patch Ready is washed up. Do you know how old he is? And blah, blah, blah. It's nonsense. Go ahead and pull out his hockey card and look at the back of it. Get ready to be impressed. Um, and you know, and I know that you can't live on former glory, but there if the potential is there that he could be even just a fraction of that. Well, that's something to be excited about. He had, uh, it's been two seasons since Max Patchready last saw an assist on the score sheet that changed Sunday afternoon against the Kings. His third game back from a retorn Achilles, he made the most of things by collecting an assist and played a huge role. On the top line, the top line in a 4-3 to win over the Caps, Max Patriot was one of the moves Washington made last summer to open free agency alongside Joel Edmondson. We knew Max wasn't going to be able to have, help the Caps right out of the, the gate because he was recovering from an Achilles tear. Uh, he had them back-to-back seasons, which isn't an easy thing to recover from. Some players never return from it. You see it sometimes with NFL players that they miss a little bit of the jump that they once had to the game. For me, from what I've seen from Max ready in practice, what I've seen in games, um, it was a little bit rusty in his first game back, of course, but in the last game that he played against the Kings improvement, uh, and he's showing that his pedigree and his true hockey IQ is just kind of flowing over the top. Uh, it made him reflect on his career and also realize that he wasn't going to let his injuries dictate his future in the NHL. He had a lot of time to sit at home and think about his future. Should I hang it all up? Is the world trying to give me a sign that in back-to-back seasons, I have torn Achilles issues? Is there something in the air out there? Is, Is someone up from above trying to say, hey, Max, it's time to hang it up? He paid no attention to that. What he did is he concentrated on his game. We know he moved into... Lars Eller's old house, who in the garage had set up for practicing shooting, kind of seemed to be tailor-made for a guy that was injured to work on his game. A shot that is his bread and butter to fine-tune and oil that so he could be ready for his big return on the Capitals. And from everything that we've seen in practice and in the game, that shot is impressive. And the, wor- the thing that was worrisome or cautious uh, was the fact that how well is he going to be able to move how well is he going to be able to skate after having back to back Achilles issues? From what I saw, pretty, pretty good. If there was ever a moment that made you realize that the addition of adding Max Patch Ready was the right decision, it was right after the Capitals' victory over the Kings. Max was put on a line with Ovechkin and Strom. Patch Ready forced a turnover in the offensive zone and shot the puck to Dylan Strom, who was on a 2 on 0 break-in uh, front in front of the net with Alex Ovechkin, and Strom drove it home. Uh, so, you know, Max Pacioretty, why he didn't score the goal, he was instrumental in the goals being scored. Um, and you better believe that you're going to see a whole lot more of Max Pacioretty, Dylan Strom, and Alex Ovechkin Um, it just seemed like it was something that Spencer Carberry did to kind of just scramble things up a little bit. But I think he's like, wow, I think I just caught a little bit of lightning in the bottle and I didn't even know that was going to happen. I think it was a hunch uh, for Spencer Carberry. Talking about his history, he said, that was a rough two years for me boys in his speech. He told the room after the win, and if I learned one thing, it's not to take things for granted. And that game proved we have something special here Let's make sure we never take that feeling for granted. That's quite a strong statement uh, and kind of just showing that he is no you know, rookie in the league to say, hey guys, I've been there. I've done that. I think it's a special group here. I think we can do great things. Is that the catalyst? Is that going to be the impetus of what sets this Capitals team in motion? Is Max Pacioretty going to grab this team and lead him in the direction that they can go. There's leaders on this team, but Max Reddy is a leader in and of himself. Um, he is no rookie. This isn't his first rodeo. He knows. He's been there before. That I think that maybe he is the leader that the Capitals were looking for. I think to a certain extent that you take a look at Alex Ovechkin, and he's not having the season, even though he's trending in the right direction, he's not having the season goal-scoring-wise that he's looking for that maybe Ovi is maybe lacking a little bit in confidence. Maybe he needs another fresh voice, you know, not a voice that's already lost the room. You know, the the Capitals locker room, they've heard Alex Ovechkin and Tom Wilson. Maybe they need a fresh voice to kind of come in, a respected player throughout the National Hockey League to say, hey guys, this is a pretty special group. Let's not take that for granted. If you don't know Alex Ovechkin, who's number two all time in goals, Tom Wilson, who is headed to the All-Star Game, John Carlson with his many accomplishments, Darcy Kemper, who's won a Stanley Cup. Let's not take that for granted. There's a lot of teams out there that don't even have a fraction of that. And even though things aren't going that well for us right now, the experience in this room is something to really behold. Uh, There are a lot of teams that are young, that have shown glimpses of greatness, but there are some proven winners within this locker room. Let's not remember that a lot of players in this locker room were, you know, a key piece in the Capitals winning a Stanley cup, not so long ago in 2018, let's not get too down in the dump. So we've struggled a little bit. It's not like we're in the last place in the Metro. Let's lift our chins up. Let's head for the rest of the season with positivity and the will to win. I think it's possible. And Capitals fans, I think that that is something that we need to remember as well is that I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if they're going to make it to the playoffs, but they're not out of it. Some people think they're already out of it. In the next segment, I'll talk a little bit more about that, that the Capitals are not out of it. There is still time to win. There is still time to make a push for the playoffs, and maybe it's someone like Max Patch ready to grab this team by the horns and say, let's roll, boys. Let's bring home the wins. Uh, That was quite a statement for him to make, and I think met a motivational speech by his fellow teammates. That was something that motivated the locker room. That was something that kind of gave me a little bit of chills, as you could see that uh, he said that with not, you know, like pre-scripted that he was emotional about it, that, uh, you know, it kind of hit you square in the feels and uh, it made you feel like, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. Maybe this Capitals team is destined for more. All right. So coming up here after the break, we will talk about the Capitals. It's not all doom and gloom. The true insiders Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick of the 32 Thoughts Podcast also thinks that. I'll give you my thoughts coming up next. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all in prices, in views from your seat, and their best price guarantee... GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And if there's one thing that frustrates me to no end, it's when my favorite band comes to town, my favorite sports team's playing, and I can't find tickets. GameTime takes care of that. Open up the GameTime app and stop stressing over things. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Come back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, so you know when you watch this team and I watch this team, it's kind of sometimes hard to not get negative. It's sometimes not; it's hard to not take the negative road because sometimes that's easier. If you kind of make a stand and say this Capitals team is going to do good, it just seems like you're setting up yourself for getting let down. But that is nonsense. Um, sometimes things go negatively in life and sometimes that negativity, negativity is just for a moment. Uh, if you take a look at, you know, the, the series that was on HBO 24, seven capitals penguins road to the winter classic, uh, a phrase that I'm going to paraphrase here for you is a team is never as poor as they are when they're playing their worst, never as good as they are when they're playing their best. That's some sage advice from that, and that is something that has stuck with me ever since what was it 2011 or 2012? Um, that you know, the capitals, you know, when they're playing their best is good, but they're not as good as they were. And despite the fact that they drop four or five or whatever games, they're not that bad. There's just some missing pieces, some players that aren't living up to their potential, that you're not out of it. You're not out of it until you're out of it, and that was the sentiment from the 32 thoughts podcast is they actually opened the podcast up talking about the capitals. Can you believe it? It seems to be laden with conversation about Canadian teams. And it seems apropos as those two gentlemen are from Canada. However, they opened it up talking about the capitals. Um, Elliot Freeman said, I thought the caps were going to be roadkill to start the season after the first week of the season, but they found some speed and found a way and then they even made some bold claims talking about the coach of the year. Could Spencer Carberry that be that? You know, he didn't want to get ahead of himself. He referred to him as the carburetor. I like that. The carburetor has done a good job in Washington, says Elliot Friedman. Uh, he talked about the emotional speech about Patch Reddy and how that was motivational, not only to the guys in the locker room, but also talking about that it was motivational to two guys that, you know, talk about hockey. Most every day, if it's not on the 32 Thoughts podcast, of course, Elliot Friedman is one of the premier insiders inside the league, the Adam Schefter, if you will, of the NHL. Um, and that was even motivational for him. That was something that, he, that really stood out to him. So that is something to take note of. Uh, Friedman says, I'm pleasantly surprised where Washington is at this point in the season let me pause and I'll say that again to you is this is a guy that has no ties to the Capitals. He has no, he's not getting a check cut by the Capitals. He is not a part of monumental sports. This is a guy that covers the NHL as uh, on a whole. And he said this, you know, just based on his many years of covering the national hockey league, he says, I'm pleasantly surprised where Washington is at this point in the season. Let that kind of resonate with you. He didn't have to say that, and it's not like it's just Joe Schmo on the street. Elliot Freeman, and if he says it, I would most of the time take that straight to the bank and cash it because it's not going to come back in sufficient funds. So what is he talking about? Let's take a look about you know where the Capitals are right now, as they are tied for a wild card spot. You take a look at the wild card right now as I record this at 9:38 Central is that the Islanders are in the first wild card spot as of right now with 46 points, the Devils with 44 points. Oh, but there's more. The Capitals also have 44 points. So they're not out of it by any stretch, but that's not something that they can just sit back on their laurels and go, yeah, we good, we good, we good here. It's not the, the case. You're in a pretty good position right now, but things could go either direction. Maybe Max Patch ready grabs this team by the horns and they and they just climb right up the Metro Division, or maybe they get besieged with injuries and, and the wheels fall off as the defense and Kuznetsov just spin out of control. I'd like to think it goes somewhere in the middle between both of those. That you know the Capitals will find their way. Uh, maybe they do pick up another missing piece. Uh, that you know maybe at the trade deadline. Um, And it will help this team. I guess it all depends. And if you take a look at the Capitals right now, I think Brian McClellan is going to go one of two directions. Uh, Is he is going to either be a buyer if he perceives that this team is in the hunt, or if it seems like the Capitals spin out of control, then I would expect some more team pieces to be sold. Um, I ultimately don't think that Kuznetsov is going to get taken care of until the off season. And Anthony Mantha, despite how great he's playing has increased his value do they want to give Anthony Mantha a new contract or will they take his increased value? Kind of like when you put at the deck on the back of your house, some people are like, are you going to, are you going to really want to get rid of Anthony Mantha? Potentially, you know, and why do you do that? If you have a house and you're going to sell it, why do you put a deck on it? If you're going to sell it, why do you put new siding on it? Why do you put a new roof? Why do you do any of those things? Because you just, you want to increase the value so you can maximize your return it would be very difficult to sell that house, minus that new deck, minus that new roof, minus that new swimming pool. Anthony Mantha is playing pretty good this year. That increased value means that the Capitals could potentially get more for Anthony Mantha. So it only seems advantageous to maximize your return. Otherwise, you could let him go into the off season and get zero. Um, or, you know, the other thing, uh, the outlier there, the tertiary move could be, that Brian McClellan wants to sign him to a new deal. Again, I, just based on how I'm wired mentally, I'm really happy that Anthony Mantha is playing good right now, but I'm not so, you know, I, I'm not so forgetful that I forget about how he played last year. And if you take last year plus this year and hit equals, is that plus or is it minus? is, is he is he in the win column or is he in the negative column? Um, that's the question. What can we expect from Anthony, Anthony Mantha next year? That is an AI equation that uh, I cannot figure out right now. Um, I guess there is still a lot of season left to play here as we're coming up on the all-star break here, um, shortly that, uh, you know, he's playing good this year and for that, I'm thankful. But for me, if you can maximize the return for Anthony Mantha and get a bigger piece that's what I would do. I'm going to give you my stance on it right now. I would try to get an upgrade if possible. Take his increased playing capabilities at the trade deadline. Try to give it to a team that's in contention, potentially, if the caps are out of it, and try to bolster this team. Why not? Because ultimately, it's a it's a throw the dice. It's an odds game of how he's going to play next year. Played, he's showed improvement this year. But let's not forget how he was last year. That is a thing to look for. But the Capitals in particular, they're doing pretty well. And I know that's surprising to say, as they have struggled uh, at points this year. But I think that they are going in the right direction. Uh, And if you take a look at the standings here, just, you know, to kind of widen the lens a little bit here, uh, sixth place in the Metropolitan Division as a whole. Underneath them, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Columbus Blue Jackets, Um, So there is some work to be done and the New York Rangers are running away with it with 54 points, Carolina 49 and the Islanders 46 points. The Capitals have to put their work boots on and get ready to play. They're not out of the woods. I'm just saying don't despair. Let's not say the Capitals suck and they're out of it. I'm not going to anoint them as going to the playoffs, but I'm also not going to dismiss them as not making the playoffs. It's still a whole lot more to see. Um, what I saw in the last game was improvement. Did they catch a little bit of lightning in the bottle with Strome, Ovechkin, and Patch? Ready, potentially. I'm not going to make that assessment on a one-game snapshot, but it's promising. It's promising. So, Capitals fans, that's what we're looking for. It's the good options uh, that they have down in Hershey if they need them. Patch, ready, the missing piece potentially. There's a lot to just, you know, chew on in this episode and think about. But for me, I don't think this Capitals team is as bad as some people. Capitals fans are sometimes the hardest on this team. It's refreshing to hear someone like Elliot Freeman, who has no ties to this team whatsoever, saying they're in a better position than I thought, that you can take that to the bank. That is quite reassuring. All right. I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side or watch this on YouTube. You are ultimately what makes this show successful. And I have you guys to thank. All right, so after this episode, when you're done watching this or listening to this, head on over to Locked On's 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's kind of like ESPN, but better if you ask me. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel do it guys it'll be worth it all right once again i want to thank you for joining me on this edition of locked on capitals part of the locked on podcast network your team every day my name is dan homie and i'll talk to you again next time